Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host this evening, where we will be reviewing Resident Evil, colon, Welcome to Raccoon City. John, they got fun and games, and you can do anything you want, or take anything you want, but you better not take it from me. That's what I'm saying. Eric, you dipped into like a yeehaw accent there. That was good. You know, like classic country song, Welcome to the Jungle. John, this is a reboot of the Resident oh, Evil yeah. film series. I use the word film because this is art. All the boots. Uh, do you think they were worried that people didn't know where Resident Evil took place? So they're <laughs> like, we got to get it. Welcome to Resident Evil. Listen, City, I think it's a right brilliant title. Um, joining me tonight, first up from Richmond, Virginia, rocking her best flannel tonight. Please welcome Caitlin to the show. Hello. It's a little chilly. Gotta yeah. get cozy. Uh, I have three layers on. I watched this movie with. Three layers on, two blankets, and a heating pad while posting on Slack. Does anybody, can anybody recommend a good heated blanket? Because the heating pad's not doing it anymore. I was not as cozy as that, but oh. I appreciate your hustle. My So my father, we did a Yankee swap at my family Christmas. My father ended up with a heated blanket, pissed and moaned about it the entire night. My mom texted me the other day. He's like, your dad loves his heated blanket. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's amazing. They're nice. I've got one. It's, it's yeah. awesome. I too got mine at a Yankees walk. <laughs> he had one gift that he wanted and he was so, I got it and he was so pissed off. <laughs> I'm, hol- I'm holding off, John. I'm moving in like three weeks. I'm waiting to see if my new place has what this thing I've heard of called insulation. If it does, it comes with heated blankets. Yeah. If it does, I may not need the blankets, but we're going to put that on hold for now. It's just like a bunch of blankets on the walls. Uh, next up tonight from Indiana wearing his best. In uh, 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 sinister dad sweater. Please welcome Casey to the show. Hello. <clears throat> and last up tonight, the flaxen-haired boy himself from Manhattan, New York City. It feels so good to say that again, John. Please welcome John Schnars to the show. Hi, Eric. I'm alive. John's in a t-shirt. It's it's a little warm in our apartment right now. I'm alive, John. I made it. COVID. The COVID didn't get me. It was a hell of a surge we had. Luckily for you guys, that was the worst night. You guys got me on my worst night. <laughs> it's basically Casey is the only one it hasn't come for at this yeah. point. So yeah, I gotta keep them safe. I I You're, never. It's like, uh, what was that movie right behind the door? Or there's like that. <laughs> that yeah. I it's uh, Casey these days. I, yeah, I mean, you gotta take care of the elders. <laughs> I never tested positive because my first test was negative, and I just never took another one. I was like, I'm quarantining, and no one's making me take a test. So, like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, but it lingered for like I don't know, four or five days. I I would probably call it a mild case in the grand scheme of things. But if that was mild, I'm not. Uh, I'm pretty excited that it, did, it was not worse. Yeah, it's not good. No, <laughs> it's, it's really pandemic not. where you've got going on. Yeah, bad. It's terrible. Hot take. So here we are. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. Hey, at least you don't live in Raccoon City, though, huh? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the luckiest guy out there, John, because I got basically Eric picks two two weeks in a row. These were like yeah. freebie staff picks, basically. We so. were we were ta- we were taking it a little easy on you. You were throwing yeah. out these. Yeah, we got, I don't know, I guess we got to see Resident Evil. Welcome well, to Raccoon City. After a year of watching, quote unquote, prestige bullshit horror, I was pretty excited for this stuff. So. We're I'm worried just, about oh. your nerves, Eric. We want to keep you happy. <laughs> I'm just now, kidding. You're, now, you're, now you're screwed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can get down with an A24 movie. I just need it to be paced out throughout the year. 
Well, let's do it, John. I can't wait. Let's dig into Welcome to Raccoon City. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Of the front time. Jonathan. Mm-mm. Is your full name Jonathan? I've asked you that 400 times in the yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, We've known each other a long time. <laughs> Jonathan with uh, no H. Jonathan so Turducken. Yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you, Casey. <laughs> I have one important question for you this evening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did this movie help you at all in your quest to suss out the Umbrella Corporation's business plan? <sighs> As a business major yourself, we should remind people. Yeah, yeah. Well, a master's of business administration is like the way I, is the way I like to. What I want to hear is like they hire John Schnars as a consultant. You walk in day one, take a look around. What's the recommendation? So, God, Eric, we it can, can go on. It can we wait. can go deep on think this. Think about it. it, it, can it wait. I don't think anyone wants to hear it. Here's no, the thing, John. I think literally Bio- everyone, and by that I mean me, wants to hear it. Bio, bio biomedical companies. Uh, of which I would lump I, umbrella, although question mark because <clears throat> I don't even remember exactly what they're doing, you know, normally. But the thing that we think they're developing is well, we should come back to this. What is the thing we think they're developing? <laughs> um, you know, biomedical companies are like they're like high risk, high reward companies, right? So typically they go public before they have any revenue, and like it's like all on this like you know, bed of like, ah, we're going to have these phase three trials and we're like curing whatever hepatitis C. And like, if we cure hepatitis C, we're going to make a lot of money. And if we don't, everybody loses their money. And like, that's how it is. Um, what's weird with umbrella is like, they're this enormous corporation. They run raccoon city. They have a whole whole company town. Yeah. Which like there's company towns, but like this one's different. Like it's a whole city. That's Henry, Henry Ford style. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that presumes they're super, super um, successful, but then, like, they're doing all this, like, shady (laughs) shit that would, in theory, destroy the company, and, like, I don't know, maybe did, although... They they were doing things that required a town self-destruct button. Yeah. (laughs) But this is the thing, like, the the company survives, like, and again, we'll talk about the the film and then, like, the games. What you're saying sounds... Very smart. Let me say, get that out of the way. <laughs> Counterpoint, though. What if I just put a bunch of different sized eyeballs on your shoulder <laughs> and made it so your hand was big and chunky and you couldn't really do anything with it anymore except probably bash people with it? But, but do, we get, yo, do we get vision insurance, though? That's I was what's gonna, key. <laughs> no, but my, my arthritis really cleared up. So what if I What if I made a dog real slimy? I'm just these are brilliant ideas that you're discounting by your Eric do you work for the Umbrella Corporation (laughs) I'm I'm like Wesker I'm a secret agent you're the ideas man for Umbrella by the way I already know the answer to this two weeks in a row did you guys see the post credit scene oh shit no hold on I actually watched I I did they brought back my favorite character but we can get to that John there a thousand percent was one I swear to god I tried to look for one I did too Uh, in fact I shut the movie down and then went oh wait wait and opened it back up and flipped through and there was one I'll I'll get to it I on the other hand slammed my laptop shut (laughs) (laughs) tossed it on the couch 
John, Eric, I'm going to need you to come into my office because these dogs need 50% more slobbering. <laughs> what if the dog was so slimy it was dripping and there was also like slime on the inside of its eyeballs for no reason? What if we did that? Yeah. You told um, me in this morning's stand up that we had this drool problem. <laughs> John, please um, use that fancy book learning degree of yours to bring us the word of the day. Eric, I'm very excited because this is a word I'd never heard before. Always, always my favorite. The word is Catholicon. That Ooh. is basically the word Catholic. C-A-A-C-A-T-H-O-L-I-C. That sounds 100%. That's 100% like Catholic Comic-Con. Well, yeah, it's it's in the neighborhood. C-A-T-H-O-L-I-C-O-N. Catholicon. It's described as rare. Go figure. Um, it has one definition, a solution or remedy for all difficulties or diseases, a panacea. Mm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Wow, John, that's, that might be your best word of the day in months, <laughs> you know, if not I years. Aim, I aim high. I aim high. Um, comes to us from Greek, uh, medieval Latin from Greek, dia catholicum. I don't know. That's, I don't know, Greek, uh, made of general <laughs> ingredients. That's, uh. It was in its highest usage. It, they give you these usage charts, which I actually really enjoy. Highest usage, like early 1800s. Hmm. Ever since then, decline. So bringing it back. I wonder oh, what. Yeah. That's really interesting. I bet there were some interesting, like, social forces in medicine or something that led to that that term. Not like you pe- have to use air quotes around medicine when you're talking about. Well, that's what I mean. Like I people like snake oil salesmen or something like that. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, John. That was incredible. Thank you. There you go. So I was reading a little bit about this uh, raccoon city here, John. So, Oh, boy. Well, basically what happened from what it sounds like, did you know that James Wan was at one point producing this film? (laughs) No, but that's cool. He produced it and had... I looked up the director who we talked a bit about last week. He had a hand in the early iterations of this, and then it was eventually passed on to 47 meters down guy. Um, But basically they, the Mila Jovovich... Um, Paul W.S. Anderson, that whole saga was wrapping up and they wanted, at, at the same time, it was sort of mentioned here last week, but the games were sort of enjoying a renaissance. They had, there was Resident Evil, was it Village, I think was one? And well, there was Resident Village Evil 7. Village is brand new. That, that's like the one that came out this year. You know, and they basically have been rebooting that series to bring it back to its roots, make it scarier, more horror focused, because it had gotten very um, action, sort of shooter, shooter focused. So I think they were looking at that and were like, hey, let's reboot this, make it a little more uh, true to those original games. Um, and they ended up with this movie. It was a little slow going because of the pandemic. I think it sounded like slowed down some of the production, but they made the movie. And fun fact, I forgot to mention this last week because there, um, there was an interesting fact about the composer in last week's movie that I forgot. This week I caught from Wikipedia, this was composed by Mark Corvin who composed The Witch. And inter- and I years ago when that came out, I, I interviewed him on the site. It was in the feed, this like interview. And he's a really nice dude who literally invented his own instrument that just made weird sounds to compose The Witch. And knowing that and then listening to the soundtrack, it's actually very interesting. Like it's a lot more experimental than you might expect for like this kind of movie. So that was kind of cool. Anyway, those are my facts, John. Please tell me about Resident Evil. Welcome. <laughs> To Raccoon City. 
I mean, I, I'm going to have to pass it to to probably you and Casey on s- some of the like game relationship. But yeah, you mentioned Damn. so. This movie, really, so real quick, this movie... Sorry, sorry Caitlin. <laughs> no, appropriately so. This movie... We didn't talk about this over email. I felt like that was inappropriate. <laughs> this movie is essentially a mashup of the plots of the first two games with some liberties taken. Yeah, yeah. All these characters, the ones that all come out of the thing at the end with the... I don't know about the little girl, that, but there's a million Resident Evil games. Those are the four, like, main characters that are in most of the series. Um, yeah. They get, like, the first game was in the mansion. The second game was about escaping the police station. They basically mash those two things up and find a way to kind of weave them together. Yeah. Um, I don't know about all the Wesker origin stuff, but that, but he is, he's always the villain. And like, cause he is in the, he's in the original game as a member of the team. And there's a similar, you know, like it is. Yeah, yeah. He was in is, the movie too. What do you mean? Wesker, the character. Was. That's what I'm saying. No, He's well, in yeah, this yeah. one, and he also was the villain in the in the Mila Jovich series too. That was like a thing they had taken, but um, I can't speak to all the details. But it's very, very faithful to those first two games. So you did mention the director Johans Roberts, Caitlin's I don't know top five director. I would guess. Yeah. Um, he we've actually done several films by him. So he, as we were joking, he did both the forty-seven meters down film, forty-seven meters down films. I don't know. Uh, and then he also directed before them uh, the other side of the door, or the I think it's called oh, the other side. Was of the that door, the set in is, India or Pakistan or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think it was India, but um, yeah, that movie. Um, and he did one other thing. That was okay. Now, that was an alright movie. I navigated away. Um, in any event, uh, he's a real guy. He's like a horror guy. He's this is he's done a bunch of stuff now that we've seen and competently, or in Kalen's case, excellently uh, directed. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Johan's Robert. I mean, look, like it's not surprising that they wanted to reboot this thing because I don't know. Whatever, we can like have a whole debrief on the Paul W. S. Anderson saga with these films i mean we sort of did with monster hunter um this one i mean you hit the nail on the head with the plot like basically your main character is claire redfield chris redfield is her brother they were in an orphanage in raccoon city as kids they were being experimented on or or other people were being experimented on and like there was like threats that they were going to be experimented on claire escapes Chris remains. Chris becomes a cop. Claire is, I don't know, like a drifter. <laughs> what she's been doing yeah. in between these movies is because she left when she was like 11 or something, she says, or like really young. Um, and basically the whole movie takes place over the course of an evening. Um, there's there's even like timestamps. Um, and that's pretty actually faithful to the games, if I remember, because there's a lot of like you got to do things by certain mm, times and there's like, there's like time pressure in the games as well. Um, so yeah, I mean like from there, like that's the tee up as Eric hit on all of the characters are here. So you've got like Leon Kennedy, you got Wesker. I can't remember the Wesker woman that he's like sort of maybe in a relationship with. Um, Jill Valentine. Jill Valentine. Yes. Who's also, she has like, her own games in that series like she's been and even like dr birkin like it's funny because if you read through the wikipedia page for this movie 
all of the character names have links and you can like click through to, the to their character descriptions oh, in the cool. like game main page. <laughs> yeah. Um so and and like it's a little obnoxious. I mean, we can talk about it. There's a it's not even um it's not even like exposition. There there there's basically like a fan service dump in the first <laughs> 30 minutes of this movie where they're like introducing everyone and everyone's <laughs> Kind of like greeting each other with their full names, like "Hello, Jill Hello. Valentine." Yeah, Leon Kennedy. <laughs> I wish I had doing? a. I wish I had a toy gun because it'd be like, yeah. "I'm <laughs> Jill Valentine." <laughs> Hello, oh please, somebody gift that. Um, yeah. Hello, rookie cop Leon S. Kennedy. But like, I, so the only game that I played extensively was four, which I think Leon is the main character in, if I remember. Um, I didn't remember him being, I mean, maybe he was a rookie cop in the first game, but he was like, like kind of a badass in the later games uh, in any event. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's basically the setup. Uh, otherwise, so it's set, like I said, it's set over one evening and it's because this is like the end of Raccoon City, um, which happens in the other films. It's like, it's in all of the games. Basically, um, the Umbrella Corp is doing all this kind of like illicit uh, investigation of like biomedical stuff and it escapes. And so raccoon city becomes this like infestation of zombies. They need to like, like nuke the place. And so there's this time pressure of this group trying to escape while the clock is ticking on, mm-hmm. like when that bomb's going to go off. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. My friend, Caitlin, what you got? So this is our our second video game movie in a row, and in as I'm, many I'm, weeks, you're as, in as many weeks, yeah. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> and I just think they're probably not for me because I'm not a big video game player, and all the it's called sort of, gamer. <laughs> no, it's called I'll, gamer. I'll stop. I'll stop. Video I'll game stop. player. <laughs> I'm not a gamer. And uh, video but I think, electronic enjoyment enthusiast. <laughs> I am that though. I am an electronic enjoyment enthusiast. Um, but I think what I had been hearing about this is that was it good? No, but it's really accurate to the games. And I think that was part of the sort of tenderness people were feeling about it. Um, and since I don't have that, I, you know, the nostalgia wasn't clicking for me. Um, so like probably really not my thing. Uh, as a zombie movie, just like at its you know face value, also not very good. <laughs> so um, I did really enjoy all the parts with Donald Logue because I just oh my I god, loved watching him. Yo, this dude showed up and sat and was like, "Everybody, step back! I got this." <laughs> he showed up. He understood the assignment, and he was like, "Let's go, dude!" And he brought the 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 enthusiasm, and I love that. He's always a good time. Our yeah. management's reaching out to him to star as me in the uh, BGH movie. It has guys to. Know. I love it. Caitlin, do you have any memories or um, feelings on the first Resident Evil movie from the previous year, like the, back in the day? Yeah, I, I I mean, I liked those quite a bit because I always thought Mila Jovovich was really cool. And she is, uh, yeah, she John is, is shaking his true. head sternly. My lord. I, I know. It's I'm going to get kicked off the sheet. I'm just, I'm just going to. You can be, you can be, then. John, you can be cool without being a good actress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just thought, yeah, cool. It had cool Listen, vibes. Listen, it's worth mentioning. That was a time when there were not many like female action movie heroines on screen. Yeah, Fair. especially like fighting zombies. Yeah. I was like, hey, that's my girl. That's yeah. cool. It was pretty ahead um, of its time in that way. 
But yeah, overall, I mean, there were some cool shots. Like there's a a scene of someone on fire walking into a police station. And uh, sure is. I remember like looking down at my phone then looking back up like, oh my. <laughs> so there were some pretty cool shots. There were some pretty cool monsters in general though. I just think this one wasn't made for, for me, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give it to John, I guess, that it's for, for him, I guess. I, I expected him to be more negative, but he's getting fiery over here. <laughs> Casey. So as far as uh, video game movies we've watched this year, this one is definitely on the top of my list. Uh, <laughs> this movie is all right. I enjoyed parts of this movie, and I liked elements. I kind of liked the cast, even though they didn't have a lot to work with. For me, this movie falls apart with the giant monsters at the end because – to me, they just look god awful, especially when they did some of those shots of the giant zombie monster now, coming down, like face down. Yes, but it's worth saying those are like, again, but to the like fanboy point, those are those are game accurate. Like they made a choice there. Yeah, that's true. I, they just didn't translate well for me, and it kind of lost it about the time well, that uh, listen, Dean those... McDonough, who is uh, Doctor Birkin, uh, about the time he starts his transformation, it just like, oh, okay, here we go. It's getting silly. It's and, worth saying too. I'll start multiplying. I remember the time those games coming out and being like, yeah, those are kind of dumb monsters. <laughs> like, what yeah. is that? As a person who watched this... horror. I was impressed with the cast in this, just in the fact that it's got a ton of people that are like up and coming in a lot of shit decent shows that are on TV that I've been watching, but like we've seen the main, the league, Kaya Scoladario is in crawl. She was okay in this. Uh, Jill Valentine is played by uh, Hannah John Kamen, who's been showing up. She's in the new, she's tattoo now in the new uh, fantasy Island and all sorts of stuff. Robbie ML has been out there a lot. Uh, Albert, the guy played uh, Albert Wesker, uh, Tom Hopper, was in Umbrella Academy, pretty big in that. You got Neil McDonald, oh, yeah. Log. That's a pretty b- big name. Oh, and it also has Derry from uh, Letterkenny, for those of you that happen to have found that one on Hulu, which cracked me up, too, because he acts just about the same. Interesting. So, But other than that, I mean, I had fun. Shit blows up. I had some of the stuff that was going on in the fights. After a while, it gets kind of muddy, though, too, and it gets dark, and it's hard to see what's going on, too. Maybe it's my old man eyes. It's just it didn't hold up for me as a whole. Truly, there's so many characters and so much plot. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. John, John, tell me what uh, Umbrella Corp can do to get their Q4 numbers up, buddy. Uh, what are we in so, now, Q1? Uh, we're in Q1 <laughs> now. I mean, it yeah. depends. You can Your your fiscal calendar can That's not true. follow the real calendar. Um, it just sounded more dramatic. I, uh, I, my expectations were exceedingly low for this movie. Like, ex- like I think some of the other Resident, Resident Evil films are like among the worst movies we've ever watched. Um, this is not as bad as those. Uh, that, that to me is like, if I were to make a list of all the Resident Evil movies, <laughs> this would be on the top of the list right mm-hmm. now. Um, it's still below a lot of other movies just to be clear (laughs) (laughs) like other movies yeah yeah i mean like (laughs) but i don't know to casey's point like for video game adaptations like it's probably decently like i don't know i mean it's not good um it is it is definitely fan servicey in a way that's very obnoxious i'm not like a resident evil super fan but i know enough that I, like, because Caitlin, you had mentioned in like an email or chat or something that um, that you felt like it was a lot of plot. It it is if, but if you know the games, like there's, it was it it was like hitting all the beats, so it didn't 
feel like there was no point where I was like, what's it's weird. On? There what's is Wesker. Doing? I mean, they're he cramming, they're cramming, <laughs> they're cramming a lot of characters in. <laughs> I'm just saying like, it, but, but they're, it's for, it's fan service. Yes. Like, really but they're also like not giving you a lot of information. Like you're not no, getting a lot about umbrella not. or what anybody's really up to the bad guys. No. And that's, what's weird is like, I, it's hard to watch. I think it, it almost like, needed a little more of that. Like what's happening. What, yeah. But what's funny, and we joked about it in the beginning, there's like a shitload of the characterization yeah. and like character building stuff, which like at the end of the day, who gives a shit? Because <laughs> these, like, well, these are just like random. Potentially the people you're marketing this to, I guess, you know, like. Well, but so and th- and this is where I lose it. Like, so I know the like plot about like Umbrella and what Umbrella did. And then it turns into like, Res- you know, like and. I, that that's the part of the game. I don't know Chris and Claire Redfield's backstory. Like, were they in Raccoon City Orphanage in the games? I that part I don't. I know. don't know that part either. That's where I'm saying I think there's a little bit of a just like new stuff happening, but I don't know about that. Yeah, and like like I said, with Leon Kennedy, my memory of him was as like kind of a badass, and like in this, he's kind of like they're like making fun of him because his dad's like richer and he like whatever do you remember who played him he showed up in one of the mila ones played by uh costas wall wall is that the guy's name costas mandalore the guy from uh game of thrones yeah no no i'm sorry wrong name no no no. oh oh uh he's got he's got a weird name the guy who played jamie lannister in game of thrones played him because basically just because he like had the hair that's my only bummer is they didn't give him cool um, white guy anime hair because he's just. Well, yeah, that was like that was I was a little confused, too. It's kind of strange. So like the red, the red fields are very screen accurate. Like they both kind of have their uniforms on. And then I feel like Jill Valentine and Leon Kennedy are not at pretty much accurate. At all. It's just kind of like yeah. they're different. Um but Wesker was pretty good. Like they, they, he, that actor. Sunglasses. Like, <laughs> Did you yeah. get? Yeah, the sunglasses were pretty amazing at the end. Um, so you know who shows up in the post credit sequence? I guess for it. Go here. No, do tell. My favorite Resident Evil character, John Ada Wong. Oh, she's in the credit. Like I saw her on the Wikipedia. Yeah. Page, so I, uh, basically, Wesker's still alive, and he's in like some medical experimentation still alive. room. Alive, and she's, she's like, like the main bad. He's like, Wesker. "What are you? What are you doing with me?" And she's just like. Oh, you don't know, or I don't know. She makes some quip and then walks out of the room. So she's like, yeah. she's a mastermind of some. You're sort. gonna have a lot of eyeballs on your shoulders going <laughs> forward. <Wesker. laughs> You're gonna need glasses for the next yeah. experiment. Even more eyeballs. The thing, I mean, we can talk more about it. My like, favorite I, part the, was when he's shooting the monster at the end and he's aiming for the eyeballs. I'm like, bro, those aren't his main seeing eyeballs. Like, that's not. You're not doing anything. I Eric think, for Halloween this year just buys a bunch of like googly eyes and puts just, them on his shoulders. I'm Resident Evil. I, thank you. This this game like captured the milieu of the Resident Evil games. This movie for me better than oh yeah the Paul Anderson films and like I also yeah. think the the choice to set it in '98 is kind of inspired. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love like there's some good soundtrack like. They, you know, what just, the hell is a chat room? What's a chat room? Yeah. <laughs> or he picks up the PDA and it's like everything you need is on this. And then he, he clicks like next page and it says the city will be destroyed at 6 a.m. And it's like, cool, <laughs> just getting right into it. I guess but that's how the games are like that. I know. How the games work. Listen, so that's like I yeah. enjoyed that part. Even like this is like a very simple when they walk into the mansion and like the way that that is shot and staged, like it was like a cutscene from the games. Yeah. 
to a T. And again, like, so Caitlin, my point back to you is like, I a hundred percent understand where you're like, this is dumb. And I'm kind of like, it is dumb, but it's like, okay, I'm okay with the dumb. Even as someone who didn't play it, I could tell like, oh, this is like video game angles. This is video game. Like it's lifted from that, which like for those that love it, it's very awesome for me. I was like, give me more zombies, please. No, It's bad though. Like I don't, I'm not saying it's like high art. It's your favorite movie. It's fine. (laughs) I would hundred percent put this on my top 10 list right now. If it came out this year, um, you know, it's interesting, John. I think it's an interesting time to reflect back. Do you want to feel old? Um, yeah, sure. The original I'm 40 this year, Eric. So the sure. original yeah. Resident Evil movie starring Mila Jovovich was released 21 years ago. Oh. It was 2001. See, and Eric, I, I was like a kid then, and I was like, yeah, that's my girl. Yeah, so, yeah. I get that. that's the age of my daughter. I reviewed it for college Bloody Good Horror back in the day. I, I have a very distinct memory of going to the theater and feeling it very important to share my opinion of this movie of the world. Does that shock you, John? It, it would have been weird if that movie was good. I believe like I gave it retrospect, a, I believe I gave it a four out of five stars, John, back then. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it, that, it's just interesting. Like it's kind of, that series spanned almost 20 years. That's like unheard of. That's nuts. Like aside from the big horror icon stuff, you know, it's like modern. It's that and saw basically. I think that, I actually never played these games because I didn't, at the time they came out, I didn't play shooters that much. And when I tried to play them, I found them too hard and frustrating. I didn't really get into that slow churn survival horror kind of thing. You're me- afraid of the loud noises. I remember really hating that to like aim up, you had to stop walking. So you couldn't, it just, it actually kind of freaked me out. I didn't like, cause it, because then you're just in a race to kill the thing before it like gets to you or whatever. But I did do a good amount of like those games just really, we talked about it last week, like permeated pop culture in a way. There's such a unique um, mix, especially at the time, a lot of Japanese pop culture felt like sort of took a lot of influences from American pop culture and sort of created these strange sort of pastiches with like their own cultural lens over them that always made something just seem a little weird and foreign in a way that was cool. And I think, that is a good way to describe Resident Evil. Like there are, it's like somebody watched the Romero movies sort of out of cultural context, chopped them up and remixed them into this thing with their own flavor in it. Um, In a way that I think our generation, like almost everything we played was heavily fed to us through the lens of Japanese culture, but we didn't know that. They were just video games, right? And so like we sort of grew up with that stuff, not realizing that now you sort of can like see those influences, but... Well, and it it did evolve over time. Like the later games, I think they they're probably still, brought in like cultural. They're still very strange, but yes, they, they are weird. They're very Look, strange. And we we should talk about. I mean, you you flagged it already, but like the monsters in this, they're pretty game accurate, and like it's one of I fucking weird. It's one of the <laughs> to me, it's one of the enduring things about the series, and it's why I, I admire the the attempt at authenticity here, which is that like the weirdness makes is what makes this series unique. Like, yes, it's a zombie yeah. thing, but it's weirder than any zombie thing you've ever seen to, to the most. But my, my biggest criticism is like, I actually wanted more of it. Like there's really only two sort of like big, bad quote unquote, big, bad fights. I mean, they there's got most of, the well, one. I mean, I'm just saying as far as like game mythos and setting, I mean, yeah. You mean more action or more zombie stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I would have, I want to, I wanted, <laughs> they should have gone harder at the like crazy weird monsters 
and like less on the just like um, TikTok. Like we're trying to get out of the fucking. Well, I, they're staying true to the game. Stuff. They basically got everything yeah. in that's in those first two games. They got the dog, they got the liquor, they got Eyeball Man, and they have like the the stock zombies. So it's pretty much everything well, you see in those first like two in games. The ceiling with the tongue. That's the liquor. That's the oh, liquor. that yeah. is. I didn't that's know what liquor. That's was. what he's called, John. Yeah. That's the liquor. So anyway, I, you know what's interesting? Yeah, it was me just talking trash. So I have Duh. a lot of like, even though I didn't play the games, I have a lot of pop culture nostalgia for them. I really realized too, like watching this, and in the intervening time, I spent a lot of time. Once the internet and like YouTube was a thing, I spent a lot of time like learning about pop culture things from like the '90s that I was interested in but wanted to know more about. And Resident Evil was one of them. Like. I've watched replays of pretty much every single game. I've done a lot of Wikipedia rabbit holing. So like I've absorbed a lot of it weirdly without ever actually having played them. It sounds like, yeah, you've absorbed more than the average bear. Yeah, yeah, potentially. It's because you weren't fighting with the controls playing it. That's right. No, a hundred percent because that's because I was sort of as a horror fan was really intrigued by this thing and felt like, well, I want that experience too, because I so many people have so much nostalgia for. It. So I was able, I was really able to do it through like let's play videos, which honestly is like it's kind of a cool thing about you know modern mm. technology. But watching this movie, I think it struck me how much watching it be so true to that stuff. It struck me how much nostalgia I do actually have for it. I found this to be like a pretty enjoyable, um, pretty cheesy B movie. I don't think anything said by anyone as inaccurate so far. Um, but I think actually all this bad stuff, like I think this guy, this director is actually much better at action and horror and tension than Paul W.S. Anderson is. I'll give you a 47 uh, he meters made guy. two of the most guy. modern classic <coughs> shark attack films ever. He did. That is true. That is, that but is here's the thing, those shark true. attack movies, those are all about using space and creating tension and light and mm-hmm. dark and like, that's what he's doing here. I love that they went for more of a horror thing. I love this idea that res, uh, that Raccoon City is sort of half abandoned already. Um, it helps with the budget, but I like I liked the uh, this Raccoon City is more it of makes like no goddamn. Sense. I lo- <laughs> I like this idea of Raccoon City more as a sprawling small town than the like weird um, near future metropolis that it was in the other series. Um, I I don't know yeah. if we ever. Well, I played Resident Evil Six. You you are in Raccoons. Well, you're yeah, you're in Raccoon City a bunch. Never mind during these games, but um, I kind of missed the underground layer of the first movie, though. I did that like was that aspect cool. of it. They did have the lasers. That was, and I did like the Red Queen. I thought the Red Queen yeah. was pretty sweet. Mm. But um, it's very silly in a way I very much enjoyed. And it's like if you're gonna go down the the rabbit hole of going authentic, just do it. And sure enough, we get to the end eyeballs on the shoulder and i'm like all right here we are let's do this resident evil and there's a rando train underground to like help them escape like that shit is straight out of the games well i wonder no goddamn yeah i wonder if the trains in part two because in part one the commandos i think get away by helicopter but there were also like multiple endings to that game yeah the train was in the first movie too right i don't see i don't know i'm not sure oh the first movie yes yeah yeah the first movie sorry there's a train um it's funny, John, there's a, there's like alternate, there was a PlayStation one version or something of that first game where they shot like full motion video cutscenes and endings. And they are some of the kitschiest, um, just unbelievably campy, awful things you'll ever see in your life. Like you, it's really worth tracking it down. It's Dude, really I, I played a lot of CD ROM games. It's, just, in the 90s, it's that exact, so... it's that exact vibe. Yeah. 
I mean, we talked about Red Alert, and uh, you guys ever <laughs> do you remember Mad Dog McCree? You ever play Mad Dog McCree? Oh yeah, yes. Um, um, so tycoon I kind of gal, John. Dude, <laughs> I gotta shout him out again. I love Donal Logue. Like he's always kind of been like a side character actor, but he always just like has these moments in the things that he's in. Um, dude, he is like. He seems like he's actually having a lot of fun and has decided on a certain kind of idiosyncrasy on this character and he's just running with it. There's a moment early on, I think in the first act where he almost dies and I was like, you don't you dare. And then yeah. he, like, he makes it through and I'm like, okay, that was smart. Good job. I was, I was too. Yeah. If they were I was like, oh, already? Yeah. See, I, do, I was um, confused. I thought he did die because I'm an idiot and didn't play the game. So I was like, damn, I guess he's gone. <laughs> I think if there's one thing here I w- that could have... I, see, I don't know. I don't know if this is my modern sensibility wanting a lot of things explained to me that I needed. I felt like I wanted more about Umbrella specifically, but it it does also kind of feel like they are playing a, the long game with like saving stories and arcs and like like it almost feels like they were trying to leave it more mysterious. What's weird is you can't go in without bringing in your baggage of like, well, I know a little bit about the games and like I've seen all these other movies, so you're. You're not really ever, unless you're young, experiencing this movie sort of fresh. So that's why it's like, it's almost hard to tell how much they're giving you and how much they're not. So let me give you my two things. One, as a response to what you just said. These are the two things that are so nonsensical in this movie that it almost pushes, it, it actually like brings it all the way back to like, I'm enjoying this because it's so, I'm just like, I've given up on common sense. One is if what Birkin is working on is so important. Why didn't they get him the fuck out of Raccoon City, which had basically been abandoned by the time the movie said, like, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a dead city. And like, why did they call him up in the middle of the night yeah. to push the button? Oh, it's like, Oh, guess what? All that bad shit that we thought was going to happen. Well, it finally happened. <laughs> uh, now you should go in like in the middle of the night, take this like secret shit you've been working on get out of there. Like if it was, I don't know. If it's it was very, so important, you like obviously protect that. Better. It's very space balls. That scene. It's, <laughs> it's very ridiculous. There goes the, the planet. Thing, and this kind of gets a little bit more into structure of the film itself and like the script and not the direction. I agree with everything you said. And like, I was giving Caitlin a hard time. I agree. Like this director is very solid. Like I, we've seen several things by him now and they're all, good uh or at least like competently done which is more than you can say for most of the stuff we watch um the way that they use time in this movie drove me fucking crazy so like i knew you were gonna say <laughs> the movie okay so the movie starts and it's like you oh, mean like PM. time cards well the time cards yes but like so specifically there was like a couple of scenes it's on it's honestly it happens like multiple times every time that they jump to a new time. It's like two hours later, but the characters have done approximately like three minutes worth of stuff. Yes. The one that's like most upsetting is when they first enter the mansion, the team is like, whatever, they're like killing zombies and like whatever, and, and like fighting for their lives. And then it's like cut to where Claire Redfield is and she's in the police station and she's doing stuff. And then next title card comes up. It's like an hour later, Chris Redfield is like still fighting with zombies. So like, and, but he runs out of ammo. Yeah. It's like, what has he been doing for the last (laughs) hour? Like he would not have survived that long. 
So that drove me a little insane. It happens later when it's like John, it's have like you factored in? And then it's like six a.m. and it's like they've literally gone down a staircase. John, have you factored in that he's very handsome and handsome I, people do things better? I, I did consider it, and yeah. uh, it's not wrong. See, that's funny though because that's like an old school D and D dungeon master problem. Never <laughs> let your party split. <laughs> do they walk there in? They walk in, and he goes, "We should split up immediately." It's, it's also like never explained why Claire is coming back now. Like what is yeah, her modus operandi for being in Raccoon City, <laughs> like at the exact moment that she needs to be that's there. Like, interesting. Yeah. That, and look like maybe there's an explanation in the games that makes more sense. Maybe it is just like really bad luck, but she's like trying really hard to get back to her brother, including like hitching rides with, like creeper so you, truck drivers. So you'd say she's what, like 26 probably or something, like mid to late 20s. And she pulls into the, she's on this bike. She's got a cool motorcycle, right? She stops mm-hmm. in the middle of the intersection and the evil doctor who had done experiments on her, I don't know if we even know all of that yet. At this I don't point. think he did experiments. On, like, didn't she escape before they well, did whatever. experiments he, on her? Yeah. Semantics, John. He was trying to, that makes him a bad yeah, person. Yeah, he definitely point. wanted to. So he pulls up with like his kid or something at the light this is in the first act and she like dramatically flips up her visor. So you can just kind of, you kind of see her yeah. face and he like immediately knows it's her. Do you think the person that you last saw at 11 years old, you'd immediately go, Oh no, it's this kid. Like, dude, no. you ever seen the and difference? It's, it's just her eyes. Like that was complete nonsense. Too. I, I agree. Maybe yeah. it's some of her face, but still I was like, that's a leap. Yeah. I, I, I mean, agree. same with, did she and her brother keep in touch this whole time? That, that well, Great question. Yeah. Well, question. because like my he favorite said, piece of dialogue I haven't from this seen movie you in like is she six goes, years don't ch- ch- fucking ch- ch- touch ch- ch- <laughs> my brother. And then like, you know, blows somebody's face off. But it's like, are are you guys even friends? Like you broke into his house and he's like, you can't do that, sis. Like, yeah, he told you to lock the door on your way out. Get don't out. take my bike. Like, <laughs> I really liked in that, that first scare scene. I loved that little... Um, fake out maneuver with the kid under the table. And then the woman like football smashes through the glass. I thought that was really effective. That is a hundred percent out of those games. That's how those games are. Right. Something just bursts. Yeah. You do like a cutscene where it's like, someone's like slowly walking into a room and then it's like something crazy comes flying into the the scene. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. I always, I'll tell you one of the things from those games that always like puckered my butthole was like, when you'd walk in a room and there'd be a corpse and you'd be like, God damn it. Cause like, you know, you probably need something in that room and you get close to it and it's just going to go, yep. it's going to start like yeah. rustling. And you're like, Oh shit. The games didn't necessarily, you couldn't necessarily kill them with a headshot. Right. It didn't have to be. A, Cause it I remember this to be, I remember the like zombies having to be like being like extremely difficult to kill in those games. But yeah, yeah headshot you would, was they were just like, bullet sponges. You just have to dump bullets into them. And right. bullets were like, the whole deal, like the tension in that game is that the bullets were very scarce. So like you had to account for everyone basically that you were using. Which I kept waiting for them to do more of within once they got to the mansion that that was going to happen more except for like one scene. A fun fact I about liked... the games, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the games. And I was going to say, I, I'm sure I talked about this in the show when it happened, but before they rebooted the games to be more horror again, they made a Resident Evil 6 game. And I remember like I got kind of caught up in the uh, hype of it coming out. I was the last game I ever bought at full price. It was, this was like 
10 years ago almost because I bought it and I like played through in a couple. I was like, this game is trash. Like this game is God (laughs) awful. And it basically ruined me on ever buying a brand new game again. So here we are. Um, I, we talked a little bit about the, the sort of like final, the big bad design, um, which is like both ridiculous and sort of like nostalgia. Great. Um, I loved when they, sort of had the moment where they're like oh we're gonna like shoot the eyes because that's a hunt again like a hundred percent something like the game would make you do it's like you gotta shoot all these eyes like on the, the <laughs> monsters like shoulders and shit and then leon just comes in with the fucking rocket launchers like uh no nah, cool we're just gonna blow this thing. you know what i love you know? about that rocket launcher Shreds. shot so he goes yeah and he like he's like eat this whatever they, there's a i think chris is right in front of the guy <laughs> and all he does is this he goes yeah, he like just turns his shoulder away. He's like two feet from the blast radius. They they do show the. <laughs> then the, when know, it like cuts blast, back, like, it cuts away. Then when it cuts back, it's the explosion. And he's being thrown from it. But I'm yeah, like, yeah. he's vaporized. Like he was right there. I would like a gif of Eric doing that. It was very Stuart from Mad TV. <laughs> he's like, eh, and he just like turns. I'm like, no, move your feet, bro. That's a rocket launcher, and you're in an enclosed space. So Eric, in your research about this film. Like, are they making more? So Screen Gems produce, I think that's like sort of the-, the kind I read of that it made around like series. 35 or 38 million box office and that it was well, very successful on, what is that? It's Is it Voodoo? Voodoo. Yeah, Voodoo apparently yeah. it was very successful. It was like, it was number one that week. It came out on Voodoo. So like, I don't know what their bottom line was when it, it seems like they wanted Well, it more. was, the budget's listed at 25. Like this is- I would say in this era where like no one's going to the theaters, like it's probably pretty good. And I would say this um, is the kind of lane seen. instead of making these like 50 million action crazy things, like make like cheap B movies about this size and have fun with it and keep it true to the games and like, just keep making them. Well, lean in and lean into the horror stuff. Yeah. Like that's just, what always drove me nuts. This about game has the, a lot. This movie has a lot of atmosphere, which I enjoyed. Like, and he talks about that in some of the, interviews like how much he loved the remake of resident evil 2 where it's raining all the time and it's like they use darkness pretty well like it's yeah. it has horror atmosphere which those other movies never had yeah. no they were sci-fi movies they yeah. were like sci-fi action yeah with like zombies. they got they got all into the whole post-apocalyptic crap and the shit with alice and the i never did fully figure out who Mia Jovovich was supposed to be game wise. She was not also like the ghost in the machine or something, right? They made her up for those movies. Like she was a new character, but then they would bring in. So like, remember Allie, Allie Larder was Claire Redfield in those movies. If you remember, because they dyed her hair fire engine red. And they had a Jill uh, Valentine somewhere in there. There, There was. Yeah. Oh, so what I heard was that he, if he gets to make a sequel, he mentioned both code Veronica which was like the third or fourth game, fourth game maybe, and was a, a Jill Valentine led thing that was like a side story. And also, he he really wants to bring Resident Evil Four into the universe, which would be wild. That would be real it's, crazy. It's the best. I mean, look, it's the only game I played extensively, and it's it's, it's a fan favorite for sure. It's fucking bonkers. Like, talk about like bonkers. It's there's like castles, and there's like a guy, and like a little like there's like a Kang character if I remember. Yeah. You remember Kang? That's a Turtles reference. 
But oh, Krang, John. Krang. I don't know. Krang. Who, I don't know Krang? who Kang is, John. Oh, I thought it was Kang. I know who Luke is. But it's is. Krang. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. It was like that. I don't know. There's so much weird shit in that game. That's a game like you think um, you know, and then at the end, it's there's yeah. At the end, it gets completely batshit crazy. Well, yeah, and it, they do have to like tie in umbrellas. So RE4 point, so is it's Leon Kennedy gets sent to like a small village in Spain, I think it is, mm-hmm. to track down the president's daughter i believe yeah yeah is this correct but it's like um very creepy it was the one where they started to get built in a little more make it a little more shootery but it was like this very creepy almost like uh what would you like mid like 19 19th century almost it was it was like medieval well because it was like a medieval village and like it was like a feudal town that he was like dropped into so there's lots of like creepy peasants coming after you yeah the zombies are coming at you with pitchforks yeah yeah so yeah that would be i would be way down for that Mm -hmm. in fact i remember renting resident evil 4 i couldn't get past the first like two screens and i like got mad and brought it back i played that game senior year of college like more than i care to admit Hmm. so very popular i was very i was very popular anything else about these movies no, but I just realized looking at IMDb that the person I thought playing Jill Valentine was not her at all, but she looks very much like the girl I thought she was. Oh, interesting. I'm glad we did. Yeah. Eric, I will say that I uh, I spent Sunday doing a Scream marathon. So I watched Scream 1 through 4 and then came home and threw this on and that might be affecting well, my perception just a Scream bit. 4 too. <laughs> like that's a series that goes up there at Scream 4. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gents, would you recommend this? Caitlin? No. Casey? I think so. John? I'm going to say for Resident Evil fans only. Yeah, I think if you have any nostalgia for those games, it's worth worth checking out, but just kind of go with some your expectations in check. There it is, folks. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. The mindless, murderous fury that was buried with Jason has been reborn. Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning, Rated R. Starts Friday at the Lions Avenue and East Sprague Cinemas. James Duval from Donnie Darko, May, and Sushi Girl, and you are listening to BloodyGoodHorror.com. Send feedback to info at BloodyGoodHorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. And we're back. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Before we get to um, emails... 
John, I wanted to shout out um, one Mr. Homeless Professor at Bloody Good Horror. Um, Mr. John Shelton has taken over the reins of editing bloodygoodhorror.com and um, has been pumping some new life into it, John. So it's, it's kind of hopping over there currently. Um, Very exciting. Getting some reviews up. We actually have just, he's recruited a bunch of um, patrons from our Slack to start contributing to the website. Um, so I'm just saying, John, if that's something you're interested in doing, that seems like the place maybe you want to be. <laughs> um, so yeah, and we've been, John, you and I have been chatting with him for, I don't know, about a month now about, he's got a lot of plans and this is just kind of the, the first step. So I'm pretty excited about stuff going on over there. Mm-hmm. He's making it happen, man. That's right. We can always use people with energy. That's why we like Caitlin. She has energy. <laughs> She, she's not a, a dried up husk of a human like the three of us are. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> st- stick around a little longer, Caitlin. Um, I was talking about this pre-show, but it was worth mentioning, John. I'm moving and like, I start a new job in two weeks and I move in three weeks. It's all very- Out of state move too. Out of state move. It's all very exciting life stuff. It's going to help me settle in a little bit and um, I think be, have well, I know my life will be a lot less insane. So- um, if I, there's anybody out there waiting for a reply for me or you've been sending stuff in, I haven't been seeing it. I apologize, but, um, we're going to get back in uh, the saddle full on pretty soon here, John. So this is like the longest since you've moved States, I think since we started the show, um, there was a whole, there was a Florida period. I did there, move a year and a half, a year and a half ago. I've moved. Let me count them out. Let's see. Well, you moved. I, I, I mean, lived in Florida like, when we started the show. Okay. So when I moved. To New York for two months. Then I got my first job in Boston. I was there for four, four years, five years. Mm. Then I moved to New York for two years. Then I moved back to Boston. Then about a year and a half ago, I moved farther out from Boston. So this will be my sixth move in fifteen years. My That's seventh. My seventh overall. I mean, no. I've been in more apartments in that time, but like they've all like I've all, and now every one of the, almost every one of those, but one was an, an across state lines yeah. move, including the whole eastern seaboard. So I don't want to brag, but I've been in the same house the entire time. What is <laughs> see when people tell me that I'm always just like I sense that our our brains just work differently because like yeah. I can't I've come to the conclusion, John, this brain just does not work like. A lot of well, I'm going on my you know 23rd year at the same employer too. So, so this is I've been at this current job for six years. That's by far my longest job. So, and I'm I'm pretty excited to do something else. So, <laughs> Eric, um, there was never a moment where I thought your brain didn't work weird. So. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> good, good to know. Eventually, you'll all move to Richmond. Let me say But yeah, so in a few <laughs> that, weeks, that, that is a rude reaction. <laughs> we, yes. we're definitely going to do a show next week. We're looking at maybe some Ghostbusters, if I can say that Ghostbusters, and then potentially a week off the week after that. And then I'm hoping to be back on the horse the week after that, but we'll see where we are. Um, I got to get all my, my situations squared away. Actually, Caitlin, I need, your, I need your brother to email me back because it's about time for that to happen. I think so. it's because you called him the wrong name. I did? Oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> How did I do he, that? His legal name is Jacob, but he goes by Zach and uh, well, you called him Jacob and Zach said, what's your friend? What's your friend's deal? <laughs> okay. Okay. What, what did it, what did his email say? Okay. It, it, his email does say Jacob, yeah. but. 
get a different See, that's email. confusing. That's, yeah. I, I side with Eric on this. We live in the South. People don't go by their names. I have a hard enough time remembering <laughs> one name. How dare you call me by my name? <laughs> All right, well, I'll find someone else then, since I've met this person, apparently. <laughs> and henceforth, I will be Steve. So Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that your middle name? No. Jimmy, Jimmy Steve. No relation. Is Zach his middle name? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well, I called him by A name. Anyway, um, here we are. So that's happening in the next couple of weeks. Just a heads up on that. <laughs> Always exciting. We did, I did, was was going back to look at some year-ender messages. We got actually, a lot of those were in DMs and I did not feel were like intended for public audiences, John. So I'll skip most of those. But mm. I did want to read this very nice email. This is from Helen. I don't know if you recognize Helen's name, John, but we we hear from her like once a year, but it's been for a while. She's she's a long time, long time. Oh, all right. Um, hi, My all. grandmother, uh, RIP in December, it was Helen, so... What was the what was that old kids in the hall sketch? A hundred Helens agree or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. Hi all. Eric's message on the year ender episode encouraged me to tell you all how much I love the podcast. As a mom with grown daughters, I don't find many in my social circles interested in horror, let alone discussing and dissecting as many movies as possible. I love the vibe, the joking, the increasing input from the feminine perspective, and the variety of movies. Thank you so much for the blood, <laughs> sweat, and tears it takes to keep BGH going. It's very appreciated awesome caitlin how's it feel to bring the feminine we appreciate perspective? you too i man. love that that's my whole vibe monstrous feminine up we actually here. lately have gotten a bunch of messages like that more more in like dms but it's been nice to to hear people are enjoying the new perspective so it's cool thank you helen for for writing us that is all for email at least all that i could find in my email if anyone sent me anything in the last two weeks and i haven't read it feel free to re-forward it because i'm a little behind in my inbox and by that, I mean, I gave up on ever clearing it out. So I'm at like 15,000 in Gmail, John. So hmm. that's Wait. real bad. In your personal Gmail? Unread. That's not total. Like that's my un- current unread. Yeah. No, Eric. <laughs> listen, it gave me anxiety. It gave me anxiety thinking I need to catch up with this eventually. So once I just let go, I stopped caring. So it's How just. How are you up to? Oh, let me, let me look right. I'll look right now. I got to open. Oh, wait. Hold on, I gotta get in there. Now for okay. posterity's sake, it's important. What do you got, Casey? Six thousand six hundred and sixty-eight. Oh, I under I lowballed it actually. In my uh personal email, I have multiple email accounts. Nineteen thousand nine hundred and forty unread messages. Ooh, well now the vast majority of that is trash. I even tried like managing junk mail, like unsubscribe, whatever. But so yeah. like it's easy to lose the important shit in there. John, you have some, what are you going to say, John? In in work, I keep my email, if it gets over like 12, I get a little I'll tell you what, John, when I finally gave up, I found true inner peace and happiness. Yeah, but look, I'm not going to get there. For me, it's the other direction. I I will just like, what I would do, if I ever got to like 100. Is it really that important I like track down and delete the emails from Manscaped or some shit? Like, does it really matter? You don't have to delete them. You just mark them as red. My personal <laughs> email inbox is at 20. And I have already thought about like, do I just mark everything? Here's a question and, like, though. Because you can't, back? is there one button I can hit that will mark every single email as red? Because I'll do it right now. Uh, you got to do Gmail? it. Yeah, you got to do a page. You can do it in the sorted tabs. You got to do it yeah, page by page though. And that's, I don't understand how, like I'm I not going to do no, that. No, no, I think you should Google it. I think there's a hack where you can mark I've done it before, yeah. Because I'll do that right now. I don't care. I don't 
you're dude, you're a fucking rebel. Danger's my middle name, bitch. <laughs> you are a fucking rebel. <laughs> edge over here. I'm an Xbox Zero person. Like I, I don't like any unreads yeah. and I have a lot of folders for my work and then for personal too. Like I have a BGH folder for my Gmail. Here's the thing. I've had this Gmail for like 20 years. I mean, like since Gmail was a thing. So like, and I'm on a million BGH lists and it's just, it's never end. It doesn't matter what I do. So I just stopped caring. See, the first thing I do, like especially work emails, first thing I do and I get a new laptop, turn off the damn email notifications. I don't get any pop-ups, dings, or anything. Oh, I don't nothing. either. I don't either, no. no I, check I, it, yeah. I check it like three times a day, and people know that's when I'm going to check email, and they could deal with it. <laughs> oh, my God. that's I love that, but I feel like I would get fired. <laughs> I have to do thank you stuff, so they like they like me to be left alone. <laughs> I was like, hello, can you do this thing? Oh, yeah. I get in trouble. Yes, I get in trouble. <laughs> I get in trouble all the time because I mute teams because I get sick of listening to it. And then they're like, where were you? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Send me a text message. I don't care. Like, seriously. <laughs> I was living my life, goddammit. Teams is like the HBO Max of office applications. It like never works right. Dude. Slows all your shit down. I hate Teams. And then I had to put it on my phone. And to put it on your phone, you got to give it. Basically, I had to give my company the ability to remote wipe my phone if I lose it. Yeah, yeah. Because God forbid somebody find my stupid messages, like it's going to bring the whole company down. Having That's been that terrible. guy before, your company most likely just has a encrypted partition and they're only worried about their data on your phone and not wiping your it's own the, phone. It's the principle of it, Casey. I don't want to be found. I know. When I was the guy that rolled it out in our company, I had to have that phone call probably like a thousand times in a week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I just I just resisted by not putting my email on my phone for like six years. But there, were, yeah. it was something recently with a, like a health check-ins thing we have to do, another great not invasive that's, thing. That's See, that's funny, you know, because that's the right answer. Don't put your e work email on your phone because when you know people start threatening me and stuff, that's how you do. You had arrived as an IT person, and <laughs> somebody says, "Well, I'm not going to put my email, my work email, on my phone." And my answer is always, "Okay." Well, my my <laughs> new job is giving me my own phone, so the answer is I'm going to have two mm -hmm. phones. There you go. Well, I was going to say if they're if you're being required, whatever. I don't want to get into this, but you should. They should be paying for your phone if they're requiring it. That's, Listen, that's like, John. You don't my understand my personal cell phone number, which I've had since like 2000. Six has been on all of my business cards my entire professional career. So like I get called. I mean like people will text my phone and I'll be like, who the fuck is this? And they got my phone, my personal cell phone number from one of my cards, and I do get reimbursed from work, like for like a phone reimbursement. But it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, my shit Fair. is out there, dude. I just wouldn't want them wiping my device. Like that's all. No. Whatever. But yeah. This has been great. This IT chat. Content. I think yeah, we should, I've yeah, enjoyed we, it. This IT chat on BGH. Here we are. Listen, yeah. this is the only socializing I get a week, John. Okay. I'm going to no, sit true. here and I, you're going to like tell it. I can tell you all sorts of yeah, uh, MDM uh, horror stories. No problem. No, I'm good. Casey, I also spent that same week answering phone calls going, no, I assure you, we do not want to see your picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, listen, they definitely don't want to see mine. Casey, um, what, uh, what's on Twitter? <laughs> All right, we got one tweet out there. Our hashtags SBGH. Use it. Ask us questions. Just scandalize Caitlin. We got from uh, for tonight from our old friend, formerly Alex Jones, now at Infowarf. So most people have a comfort food, i.e., grilled cheese, soup, mac and cheese, etc. Do you all have a comfort horror movie? For me, it's the Beyond or the original Dawn of the Dead. My sick day movie lately, for the last couple of years at least, has been. 
the 2013 Evil Dead. Wow. I don't know why, but it's like that's my sick day movie if I'm hmm. really sick and I just want something to have on. Back in March of 2020, when the world was burning down and they sent us all home, unthinking, the first thing I did unthinkingly was watch every Friday the 13th movie from the original series. So I guess that's probably my answer. <laughs> I, w- I would go like the John Carpenter classics, sort of Halloween. Yeah. Those the thing, time. the fog, like uh, those, that creep, creep shows. I watch fog a couple times a year, Blair Witch Project a couple times a year and, pro- and creep show as well. I always go to the more goofier old ones for the comfort movies like House and uh, Night of the Creeps. Mm. Something that's going to make me chuckle as well as give me a jump. That's usually pretty my happy place. I watch a lot of uh, Scorsese movies on repeat when I'm stressed out. I don't, something about the like fast pace of them that I find comforting. My uh, like depression movie when I was down bad, as the kids say. I watched The Witch like every day for like a month and a <laughs> Jesus half. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> that could have been part of the problem. What part? Of, what was the part? I love The Witch. I mean, that's a what part? Like Some people, movie. when they're sad, they listen to happy music, and some people listen to sad music. I'm of the latter. Like, I want the Tori Amos. Like, I want the, the witch. What's like, a, the which part of it was the most soothing to you when they made Baby Butter or... <laughs> hey, it is nice and dark when that happens so maybe I was just or like oh this is nice when she breastfeeds the crow <laughs> yeah I mean the end is <laughs> like uplifting for me <laughs> Got fair. It. it's fair Casey I'm That's ready for, for tweets. oh that was it yeah boy let's see what we got on the old Instagram this week <laughs> Oh, these are all from last week. We just got a handful. Then we can wrap it up. And then you can stop being my friend for the rest of the week, John. How does that feel? Um, John has invited you to to get together in the old New York. I've that's seen true. evidence. That's I told true. You, I, yeah, man. John, why don't you, you buy the house I'm moving into as a third house, and then you could be my landlord? Yeah, that would be a sitcom. Either of us would like that. <laughs> yeah, that would make me nervous. And then I could <laughs> like live there for free. Um... <laughs> How do the Resident Evil games keep getting better while the movies get worse? I don't know, friend. I think you should check this one out because I think it got. I think the game, the movies got better too. See, I never played the games either because I could not get past those tank controls in the first game. I could never master it. I hated it. Yeah, they're they're very frustrating. Um, Have you ever seen a raccoon in Raccoon City? I actually, I've seen a shitload of raccoons, but. Obviously, you know. Are all the raccoons in Raccoon City gooey? Oh, like the dog, slimy raccoons? Yeah. Uh, Two more. Do you all have any superstitions or rituals? Ooh. Mm. I have a lot. I mean, I have rituals in the sense of like my uh, routines, but I don't really have any superstitions, I don't think. I feel like I just answered this question the other day and I have no idea what my answer was. I've got some, and the bad part is if you knew my mom, if you've met my mom and stuff, and some of the stories I've told growing up, I never know if my superstitions are based on real life or dumb shit my mom's told me and I believed. (laughs) That's amazing. See, I have like ticks, which are a lot less fun. So I try to avoid anything that's like a repetitive, uh, you know. I can, I I feel that, like have an obsessive compulsive nature. So like the compulsive the compulsivity, I don't want to get into that. Exactly. I do still lift my feet up when I drive over train tracks. Oh, that's adorable. What if you have to hit the brakes, Caitlin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's more important here? Jesus, the luck or the brakes? <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. 
There's one right by my apartment too. So like every day, usually it's like, wee. Yikes. <laughs> I love that. So we live in Richmond, John. Yeah. <laughs> Last question of the evening. Is this the right move for the franchise? What do you think? I'd say yes. Sure. Of all the moves For to make. Franchise? Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing, like if you're stay close. Are you going to give Paul Anderson more cracks at it? Like, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Eric. I apologize. No, I was just going to say, like, could if you're really going to stay, the games are dumb. Like, they're dumb. They're fun. They're nostalgic. They're real dumb. So if you're going to stay close to it, this is kind of what you're going to get every time. Like, you could bake that casserole as many ways as you want, but it's kind of kind of going to always come out like this, I feel like. Yeah. But if you need more of the old, there's always going to be a Monster Hunter series, probably. Yeah. I do wonder if you just got, I mean, like, this guy's a decent a decent director. Like, I think he's got a good eye. I do wonder what it would be like if you just gave it to somebody who's really good. Like, a really legit top-tier horror director. Like, same cheesy script, but could they make the action a little more exciting? Or the atmosphere better? Like, or is this just is what it is like that? The- I, I think the issue is the script. It's it's less about the director. It's more like can they get to a script that makes sense for regular human people like Kaylin, uh, as well as like the game freaks. I I don't know. Like part of it's like there's too much lore, and so Paul Anderson had it right in that like he was just like fuck it, like I'm gonna throw <laughs> out all the stuff and just like make. But that all like he's just terrible in a lot of other ways. Um, this is closer. Like, I, I mean, we talked about it. they like they throw out some. They don't they don't bother over explaining the umbrella stuff. Although there's a fair bit of it in there. Um, I don't know. I'll be very interested what they do with the sequel. If it's like if they if you get more of the exposition dumpy nonsense. Yeah, for sure. I just hope I get a character introduction montage every movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're all hanging out at this bar we like. Honestly, I could have gone for as like the world's biggest Con Air fan. I could have gone for one of those. Like I do love Con Air. Agent Claire Redfield. Blah 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 blah. blah. (laughs) I'm gonna greet Casey every episode. Hello, Casey Criswell. (laughs) So people know your name. We should do that for every your episode, right? Yeah, we all introduce (laughs) ourselves that way. I'm John Schnars. Amazing. John, I highly recommend you look up those Resident Evil 1 cutscenes because they're very... I'll, I'll find a link maybe and send it I've been you. eyeballing it. So on Switch eStore, they have, I think, one, two... There's like a fake three or there's like some... And then four, you can get... Uh, there's like... Uh, you know, they remade them. They whatever, Yeah, so the remakes are like good. They made them good. Those are ri- yeah, the original like, the game, and I apologies if I'm wrong, but the original game I believe just had all like polygon cutscenes. But then there was yeah, some yeah. special PlayStation version, and maybe it was like a maybe, yeah, I don't exactly know what the deal was. But there was one that came out that had these like uh, full motion video. They would have called it cutscenes that are just no. And I played the original game like probably when it came out, and was one of those people who was played it for five minutes was like holy shit this yeah. is ridiculous you either were into up. it or you weren't we well we rented it was like one of those like you back when you rented games if y'all yeah. remember renting games so the best. Um, yeah you betcha all right Good all times. well i think maybe we'll take a trip to ghostbusters town next week and then um take it from there hope everyone is uh staying healthy out there during this uh these trying times john that we're all living through and uh we're here we're not going anywhere so hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you soon
See you. Bye. Bye-bye.